Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, dear foodie friends, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. I'm Margaret McSweeney here at the National Restaurant Show with my favorite foodie friend, Chef Jamie Larita. And we're in the Viking vignette of the Middleby Corporation. And I am so excited for you to meet today's guest, Chris Gannon. He is the founder of this wonderful restaurant, just concept, and it's called Bolay. And it, right now it's in Southern Florida and Central Florida, but it's gonna be in your neck of the woods very soon because you have discovered something that really resonates. But welcome to Kitchen Chat, Chris. Thank you so much for having me, Margaret. Oh, it's great. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to see you again. Yeah. And Jamie, I have to give everyone the backstory of how Chris and I met. I went to this mastermind group at Fred okay. Fishback's house, yep. and I think I shared with you how Fred and I met. I don't know if you heard the backstory on this. It's incredible. When I was invited to go to this mastermind group, I'm like, sure, I will, but who is this? Well, Fred Fishback, he's an amazing, an amazing person. Thank you, Fred. And his dad served in Nuremberg after the war the same time my father was stationed there. There is a photograph of Fred's dad and my dad. Unbelievable. Just like two people away. That's incredible. During the I didn't Nuremberg, know that. I tri yes. In the Nuremberg trials. Yes. And all that. Yep. My yes. great grandfather was actually, um, I believe, one of the attorneys that worked on the Nuremberg trials. So that kind there of brings go. it all. Wow. Full it brings us full circle. Unbelievable. So I just wanted to provide that bit of background just to show how special meeting Chris has been. And you grew up in a culinary family. Can you share with the listeners and viewers about your history? Yeah, so um, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, the culinary, for me, capital of the United States or even the world. I mean, if you can host a crawfish boil, you, you've basically made it as a New Orleans uh, there, person. Yep, yep, yep. So grew up in there, all, all about the incredible flavors, spices, from the black and red fish to everything else. Um, my father, uh, my greatest mentor and best friend, um, is the co-founder of Outback Steakhouse, and he was a restaurateur that oh, failed. Oh, Al Outback, Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, a little Bloomin' Onion. He's the creator of the Bloomin' Onion. Oh my goodness. So just, um, you know, they sold, I think they hit just over a billion in sales in the Bloomin' Onion, and all from an, uh, a great story about how he made the heart. He went and made the heart, where it was a three-hearted onion to a one-heart onion, and he worked with um, University of Texas to create this special onion um, just so they could bloom properly. But um, yeah, so growing up in New Orleans, my father's, uh, you know, with all the culinary chefs and, um, you know, traveling the world and getting to eat food and just really, I love food, but what I really love more about this business is um, making people happy. And I never realized how magical our industry is until I, I really enjoy having a house party, right? And everybody likes having a house party, entertaining when you have a guest walk in your door, you greet him with a cocktail or a glass of water or whatever it may be. Um, but the one thing you don't like about a house party is the cleanup, right? True. So when you own a restaurant, you get to have a really cool house party every day and entertain people, and you have a team that helps you clean up. I like that. And so I really love making people happy, entertaining people, 
um, and now not having to do the cleanup. So. His food is delicious. So at Fred Fishback's yes, Mastermind the in the Tiki Hut, yes, you catered the event. And it was like tasting the world on the plate. Such fresh ingredients, Jamie. You would just be amazed. And I know I'm all about that. Yes, and it's in a fast, fine, casual. What is the exact? Fast, casual. It's a walk down the line, build your own bowl concept. And it's um, as fast as you can point. And it's everything from 100% uh, gluten-free certified. Uh, we've got oven roasted vegetables, seared, all oven roasted seared proteins. Um, and then you, you have some bases like kale and quinoa. Um, so really bringing, you know, we're the healthier option out there. Um, we're really trying to pull America out of fast food yeah. and, um, and make people really understand the importance of fueling your body every day to get through, whether it be an athletic activity, whether it being a parent, whether it be work, um, everybody knows how bad food comas are and if you eat un improper foods, what that does to you just from a, you know, the ups and downs of the mood swings. Sure. And so Bolay, we try to be um, nutrient rich superfoods. Um, and also, but with a huge, going back to my New Orleans roots, yes. staying uh, true to flavor, right? You can't just go eat broccoli out of the ground and expect people to come back for more broccoli. So you gotta put flavor in a broccoli to make it to where it's gotten what, again, going back to my roots, my father taught me is comeback flavor. And you wanna put comeback flavor in it so people want to come back. A lot of people are looking for that healthy option now. So we, and you bring up a great point, um, we've actually avoided the word, and if you look at our restaurant, we never use the word healthy. Yeah, that's great. We always say healthier, the healthier option, and we stick with bold flavors. Um, for some reason, health, the word health, has got this stigma where it's like a tough guy, you're not gonna come into the health food restaurant, I'm not gonna be that granola person, blah, blah, blah. And so we, in our marketing, we've never done that. But we're gonna, we're gonna bring you in with bold flavors, but you're eating healthier options. You know, yeah. and, and, and obviously, if it's pure health food, it's difficult to make it taste great. Right. And that's the, for me, that's the God honest truth, is that you have to flavor things. Um, but instead of putting salt and pepper and, and, and garlic and flavors on, on French fries, that put it on broccoli and kale and quinoa. And, and I have to tell you what I sampled. It, I never had this in my life, and I love the story, if you'll share with, a, with us about it. The forbidden rice. Oh, yeah. You have the forbidden rice. rice. Yes. Yep, yep. Can you share with us about that story? It's just incredible. Yeah, so it's one of our signature products, this uh, forbidden black rice. I didn't know it's high in antioxidants and, and vitamin K and all the fun stuff about it. But interestingly enough, back in the old days, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ancient Chinese grain. Um, and from my readings, it, um, it, it was one of the things that only the emperors could eat in the old Chinese uh, emperor days. And the peasants were not allowed to eat it. And if they were caught eating it, apparently they were killed. And so eventually, that's why they call it the forbidden black rice. And so the things I've learned in business is stay humble um, yeah, and sure. collaborate. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. I've, someone has always taken a moment to pull me aside and give me some advice. Um, give me, the, and I ask a million questions. I'm like, I've been, you know, you're the most inquisitive because I, if I get someone who's brighter than I am, I'm gonna do everything I can to get in your brain to pull it out and then, you know, <laughs> when someone asks me questions, I'm gonna go above and beyond to then get pay it forward and pay it back. Could you tell us, Chris, how you became an entrepreneur? I mean, that's a big step. You're so young and to open up a restaurant chain or, yeah. or I don't know if you're calling it chain or it family, is. restaurant yeah, family. Yeah, um, oh, it was a, a big step and people are, you know, say, oh, Chris, why don't you sell and you go do it again. 
What we did has a lot to do with timing, luck, hard work, innovation, and to go do it again, I don't know if I go do it again. Um, I was managing a fast food chain. I've done fine dining, casual dining, and I was we were in fast food running a chain in South Florida. And I just didn't um, agree with the the food. I didn't agree with the playbook, right, on how we take care of people and guests and this and that. And so I said, at some point, you just get that growing fire in your belly where you just say, I can go do this myself. And, yeah, and it was in my DNA. And, and without my dad, my father, who I was at that moment and he's like, Chris, let's just go do it. And it was that iconic moment. And I remember like it was yesterday and I'm like, I- I've got enough kicking, you know, spitting vinegar in me, dad, but do you have enough in, you know, you're 60, do you want to do this again? He goes, yeah. And so that was just my father's just mind that thinks bigger than the world. And, um, so we did it, and I remember going to the landlord and fighting over these national companies, and I looked at the landlord in the eye, and he's like, Chris, what's the name of your concept? And I said, I don't have that yet, but trust me, it's gonna be good. And I don't know what it was, but I didn't leave that room without him agreeing to lease us the space. And it was that moment that got us off the ground. Then we have pictures where we did the juicing, because we started out juicing. We had the, I got the machine, and I wanted to have it live for day one, but I had no idea how to juice or how to work the machine. So we bought the machine and with a great team of, of all of our team, we made the juices in my garage and we started passing them around around That's town. How you do it. And it's just one of those kind of stories that, um, and then it worked and we had people lines out the door and then the next restaurant we opened up a year later had lines out the door. And so we're like, you know, I, we got something here. And then it, it's just been, kind of firing from the hip and figuring problems out and coming here and learning more and all the wonderful people at Middleby and asking everything. I'm excited. Speaking of Middleby, I know there's someone who wants to connect with you here in just a second. But thank you during your very busy time here at the restaurant show for taking time for a kitchen chat. And we'd love to have your dad on a kitchen chat. He would be honored. He would be honored. He's all about that. So um, we're based in Palm Beach, Florida, and uh, we love it. I think we need to take kitchen chat on the road, Jamie, and go there. But meanwhile, thank you so much, Chris. We'll make sure that we have links to Bolay. So whenever you're in Florida, but be on the lookout. This is going to be national very soon, I have no doubt. We want to inspire America to be the best versions of themselves. That's our goal. I love that. Love that. But thank you so much. Give our best to to, to Fred, please. I will. Fred. The future is bright. The yes, future sir. The future is bright and healthy and delicious. So thank you, dear foodie friends, for tuning in to today's Kitchen Chat. I'll make sure I have the links to Bolay. And always remember to take a moment and savor the day. Thanks for joining Margaret for Kitchen Chat today. Margaret would be so excited for you to drop by and visit with her at kitchenchat.info where you'll enjoy podcasts, blogs, recipes, tips from chefs, and even great giveaways. She invites you to share your recipes and kitchen stories too. As Margaret always says, savor the day.